This episode of Keep Calm and Jiu-Jitsu was brought to you by Grand Pharmacy, located at 733 Grand Street, right here in Hannibal, Missouri, 63401. Their hours are nine to six with curbside pickup. To get in contact with them, please call 573-221-2792. Hi, all you cool cats and kittens out there in the Gracie verse. This is Coach Rick with Gracie Baja Hannibal. I am getting ready to sit down with Coach Jessica Gilmore for the newest episode of Keep Common Jiu Jitsu. Just wanted to thank you for joining us today and uh, let's get to it. All right, well, thank you, Coach Jessica, for joining me today. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm excited. I'm freezing, but I'm great. Yeah, we're, we're uh, filming or we're recording in our, um, our Arctic studio today. <laughs> So it's about 59 degrees where we're hanging out at. We're on the mats right now, but we're having fun. Dedication. Dedication, that's right. Uh, first of all, where, where are you from? So I am from southern Missouri. My hometown is Marshfield, which is down by Springfield, Missouri. So it's a town, it's like 5,000 people. It was small enough to be small, but not enough that everybody was super up in everybody's business. So it's home. I'm, I'm from Pittsfield, about 4,500, so I'm, there you go, I, right I know that, me. yep. Now, I know this, but some of our listeners might not know. Uh, do you have a husband or any kids? I do. I have a husband, and his name is Greg, and we've been married for, what year is this? Almost 17 years, and then we have two kids, and um, Alina is our daughter. She's going to be 14 this summer, and Luca is our son, and he will be 10 this summer. So uh, who started training first? Was it you, Luca, or Alina? So actually it was the kids. And what's really funny is that, let's see, what, what would that have been? Three or, three or four years ago is when they started? And what's really funny is that we thought that, you know, we'd get the kids started. We thought we'd have to drag Alina in here, being a girl, coming into a grappling martial art. And we thought Luca would just just blow it up. He would just love it, and uh, which he does. He does love it. But I mean, Alina, I, it, she wanted to be out on the mats every day, every class she could get to, and even today now, even after all this time, she's still. She's like, Mom, when is jujitsu? When can we get back to jujitsu? When can we go? So yeah, they started first, and then I think it was I think it was about eight months to a year after they were doing it that I finally finally jumped on myself so so this I've been told this by a couple other parents uh, when you're sitting in and you're watching them from a chair you're like <laughs> well and, and you make mistakes that's part of the game that's part of what we do learning anything new but I've been told by parents I'm sitting there and I'm like that's the easiest thing I've ever seen and then when you take that first class that humbling moment of like no it's not that easy right. I, I was wrong did, did you have that or was everything pretty open the whole time I think I would say it was it was pretty open at the time. I mean, for me, I think I looked at it like I'm probably never going to be able to do that, no matter what what it is. Um, but but now it's even harder because now when I sit and watch them, I'm sitting there on the edge of my seat and I'm like biting my nails and I'm like, okay, he needs to do this, and I can't help myself but yelling like in tournaments and stuff like that take the back, hurry up, put your rear naked joke, go it. You know, so even just watching classes, it's hard to just sit back and not, you know, be on the edge of my seat the whole time watching them do it. Uh, now, when are we going to get Greg in here? <laughs> that's, 
that's probably never. Coach Michael's been working on him for a long oh. time, but he keeps saying, "No, this is your. This is for you guys. This is, this is something for you guys to do together." But I think he uh, just is afraid of me. That's fair. And I actually prefer it that way. He should be. So <laughs> I, I'm actually fine with him not doing it because then he remains at my mercy. <laughs> just in case. Just in case. Um, do we have mom, dad, siblings in the area? You know, my in-laws live uh, about 40 minutes away in Paris, um, but my parents, they still live um, down in southern Missouri. Um, my mom lives in Marshfield um, with her, with my stepdad, and my dad um, lives in a town near there called Conway, is even smaller, um, with my stepmother. And then I have two sisters, one that lives down south and the other one that lives near St. Louis. Decent-sized family. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, what's one trait that you think you've, you know, maybe gotten from each of your family members? Ooh. Like if you want to, let's start with Luca and Alina, and then we'll go down the chain from there. So if you've met Luca, man, I would take all that kid's uh, just zest for life and his, if I could have even a shred of his extroversion, I would, I think I could take over the world. If, you know, I try, and Greg's the same way. They are so personable. They're such people, people. Um, and I try, and I'm not there yet. <laughs> but if I could have something, that's the one that I envy the most, that I try to, that I try to mimic when I can. Um, Alina, she's, she doesn't care, really, um, about socializing that much. She is super happy in her own world. In with her, she with you know entertaining herself. She doesn't need to be entertained, and and that's something that I think she and I are pretty, pretty you know close to each other on. Um, man, I get my sarcasm from my dad. That man, he's the most sarcastic human being I've ever met. Um, and my mother, is, she's a very talkative person, and um, that's something I wish I could, I could, I could master. Now, what was your first martial arts experience? It was Gracie Baja on, what was that, St. Mary's? Mm -hmm. Yep, that was my very first one. I, it was always something that I was interested in when I was younger. Um, and I, I didn't know about jujitsu when I was younger. But it, you know, I was always intrigued by, by martial arts. But I was a, a, we called ourselves bunheads. I was bunhead when I was younger. So ballet and dance, that was my primary focus. You know, So there was no room for beating people up whenever. Mm -hmm that was there. So it, my very first one was with, um, with Coach Kirsten at, uh, the, at the old Gracie Baja School. Coach Kirsten is currently one of the instructors at Gracie Baja Jefferson City. So if you're listening and don't know Coach Rob and you want to give his school a like on Facebook, I'm sure he'd appreciate it. <laughs> so that goes into um, what other sports are you passionate about? I, I assume that you did dance. I was going to ask somewhere on this because everything you do is super graceful. <laughs> And I've, I'll try to duplicate your movement, and I can't. I just don't have that grace. Well, what I lack in strength, I try to make up for it in grace. But, um, you know, I, lo I love sports. I love sports. I didn't play them growing up. Um, I think I stopped basketball in, like, the fourth grade. But I have loved watching. I love college basketball. I am so sad March Madness didn't happen mm. this year. That's, like, breaking my heart. Um, but I love I love football and I love watching golf. I, I love sports in general. It's just, it's a great family time for us in our house. So who are your teams in, in college ball? 
Well, Mizzou, I, the school I went to, which was St. Louis College of Pharmacy, the um, mascot was the eutectic, which I won't even begin to tell you how nerdy that is and what that actually is. And so, and we didn't have really sports there to, to speak of. And I say that in apology to my husband who played on the basketball team there. But um, <laughs> we're calling you out today, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Um, but so we, we adopted Mizzou. Um, a lot of our family went to Mizzou, so we adopted Mizzou. That's our primary school. But then, you know, we love the Cardinals and, and the Chiefs. Hockey at all? And the Blues. Okay, I just asked, had to ask. How did I forget? My sister's going to kill me. Yeah. <laughs> How long did you do dance for? I, I think forever. I, I did that from when I was very little. I, I think two or three years old. And I did all the way through high school. I would have done it in college if that would have been a thing. But um, yeah, so I, and it really it benefits me now though because I had you know worked on that flexibility for ever and ever, mm-hmm. and I find that that's that's maybe my one advantage in jujitsu is I can I can actually get in the places I need to be in. What's your nickname in the ladies group? Oh crud. I am the ever-threatening Gumby. <laughs> it's well-earned. I, I think you're the most flexible person in the school. And then I'm probably going to throw it to Mason. And then maybe me. Probably you. I, yes, I, think, I, think I'm, I think I'm a bronze medalist here. <laughs> I think you and Mason, you guys just fold up. I don't even know what to Pretty do. Much. So it's like, I don't know what to do with my Pretty hands. Uh, has uh, your dance training, does that help you with takedowns at all with your footwork? That's a that's an interesting concept. I think it would. I kind of had a weird illness several years ago that has damaged a lot of my nerve endings. Actually, I was paralyzed for about a month with this spinal cord thing, and so my um, agility is not very great. But I, I think that ideally it would have been if if all that hadn't happened. I prefer the ground game <laughs> to the takedowns. There's, there's two guard pullers in the room right now. <laughs> All right. Can you tell me about your first jiu-jitsu class over on St. Mary's? Oh, my gosh. Well, I bet it was intimidating at first because, the, I mean, of course, the ones I'd seen the majority of were with kids, and they're, they're little beasts, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and they're just all over the place, and it's awesome. And then you see the adult class, and that's like – even more, you know, intense and, and whatnot. And so it was really intimidating. And I, I honestly think that, that if there had not been a female coach at the time, I, I don't know if I would have been brave enough at first mm-hmm. to get on that. And that was actually one of the things that inspired me to want to be a coach. Of course, there's been lots of things since then that have made me continue to be a coach. But, um, you know, just the having that female perspective and, and mm-hmm. being totally comfortable with, with getting on the mat, you know, the the first time, I think for everybody is is a little intimidating. Um, but man, after that, after that first class, you feel like you know nothing. I mean, you don't know anything, yes. and you just feel like you're just flopping all over the place. And of course, after like warm ups, I'm about to croak. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and I, it's like I'll never, I will never make it through this. <laughs> but then once it's all done, I remember when it was all over with. It was almost like a, I, I got home and it, I almost had this surge of adrenaline, like. I don't fit the profile probably for somebody that would be doing jujitsu, but that was like the most fun I've had in I don't know how long. I, you know, I it was it, it was such a tension release and stress release and and 
Coach Jeannie started just about the same time I did, and and ever since then it's just you know having that buddy just mm -hmm. kind of made it all downhill from there. And when was that? That would have been what three years ago? Was it three years ago? Would well, that be about right? You've, I think normally that's takes right. about a year to get a blue. Yeah. And Professor normally makes his way a little bit longer. He's a little bit more traditional. I think that's about right because the kids I think would be going on. Alina's working on a yellow belt right now. So I think that's right. Because yeah. it was on St. Mary's, so I know it's been at least two. Yeah, yep. But, uh, how was your first jiu-jitsu tournament? Just to kind of tell me about why'd you do it, the prep work for it, and how did it go? Oh golly, why? Why did I do it? I'm still, I'm still asking myself that question. <laughs> no, it. I, you know, I'm. I am glad that I did it. I learned. Um, I've done two or three. I can't. Two or three. I can't remember. It's a blur now, but um, I'm glad that I did it. I learned a lot about myself, um, particularly that you don't perform well if you can't eat for the week prior to a tournament um, out of nerves. Um, but let's see, the first tournament, you know, I just thought we were all doing it, you know, mm -hmm. Coach Jeannie and, and um, I think Marcy was in that one with us, some of our other female uh, jujitsu students and um, we were just we were just all gonna do it and we all did it and uh, I was horrendously nervous and you know you just don't know what the heck you're doing at a zero stripe white belt or whatever mm -hmm. I was and and I had been I was so nervous and I couldn't think and all these people are watching me and I'm like oh my oh my oh my goodness and so um, so then that was terrible and I thought I'll, I'll do this and I'll do it again I'll give it another try I'm not gonna you know not gonna quit yet, and uh, did again, and I think I took a silver medal in, in that one, which I think we had three people, so it's probably not saying a whole lot really there, but I thought, okay, I've done it, I've done it, and I've learned that um, I, I am not a natural competitor. That's what I've learned about myself. My body cannot handle the, the, <laughs> the adrenaline <laughs> rush from, from, from competition, but. I think you learn a lot about yourself when you do competition and I think that uh, it's I wouldn't cheat I don't think anybody should cheat themselves out of giving it a try at least once because some people love it I remember when Fabiana was here she told me she was like oh I love that feeling that adrenaline that you have for a week before she's like I love that and I love that feeling of waiting on the sides and looking for my opponent and figuring out how I'm gonna and I'm just like that's how I know this isn't for me because I don't think that way. I have not thought that. <laughs> I thought of all the ways I might die. <laughs> uh, I, I always, the butterflies, um, I always think of a quote from Ronda Rousey and she says that the butterflies, that's what her body does before she does something great oh. is how she like vocalizes it. But like, I, I normally get nervous the night before and the car ride there. As mm -hmm. soon as I'm in the bullpen, I'm okay. Where's the nerves at for you? Is it like a week out? Is it when you sign the paper? Like when does it start? With the tournaments that I've done, it was the minute that I registered. The minute that I, and that's why I would always have to wait, you know, till the, as late as I could. I, that's why I did it that second tournament. It was, was wait and wait because the, the first one I think I signed up two weeks in advance. And for two weeks, I, that's, that's when it started, you know, and, and that's when I've heard that, you know, like, gold medalist Olympians and those just big time competitors. They say exactly that, like what you said with Ronda Rousey, that those, 
they take that and they feed off of that. Mm -hmm. People, you know, true competitors really can just feed off of that adrenaline and whew, that's how, that's, that's where they separate the rest of us out, I think. <laughs> just saw something, they, uh, somebody posted they wanted in the Olympics for a, for a chain of reference, just an average person to do the sport too. And that's what. That's like, how I feel. Yeah, it's like I'm completely average. I don't, you know, I'm I'm more mental than getting out there. But so for you, um, game plan wise, in your second tournament, did everything go a little bit more to your game plan, or did your game plan kind of like fall away? I know I always like have a game plan, and then as soon as we bump fist, the guy does something to instantly throw me off my game plan. Oh yeah, I think that what is it? The the best laid plans are meant to be broken or yeah. ru ruined or whatever yeah. but yeah no nothing nothing went the way I <laughs> that I had thought you know um I think then that second tournament I remember I shake hands bump fists and I'm I have the takedown in my mind visualized beautifully and then the next thing I know this person taps me on the head and I'm like wait what happened and then I just get plastered with a double leg takedown <laughs> I'm like that was not in the cards here so now I have to rethink everything now uh, who wins in a fight now like would you how do you think forced white uh, white belt four stripe Jessica could go up against three stripe blue belt Jessica how does that fight go how bad is it for her um, I would say that four stripe white belt Jessica breaks uh, three stripe blue belt Jessica's jaw <laughs> because she's out of control and she doesn't know what she's doing. <laughs> Professor would probably argue that three-stripe blue belt Jessica would do the same thing <laughs> to other people. But, but I think, you know, I have, I feel like I have a lot more patience now as a three-stripe blue belt than I did um, as a four-stripe, as any level of a white belt. I have a, a little bit more patience than I did. I still get nervous when I'm just sitting waiting for the right move. I still think, you know, professors watching me or the coaches are watching me and they're going, why are you just laying there? Why aren't you doing anything? And in my head, I'm thinking I'm battling going back and forth between having this, you know, this beautiful black belt mentality of patience with blue belt level knowledge. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, so I always battle back and forth between myself as like, you know, when, when to go and when to not go. But I, I think I have a lot more patience now than I did. So ultimately, Blue belt Jessica would kill white belt Jessica, but that's after a broken jaw. After a broken jaw. <laughs> You'd do it with a broken jaw. With a, yeah, exactly. All right, now you've been training with Professor Bo for about three years now. Uh, what's your first memory of Professor Bo? Wow. Um, I, the, golly. Well, he, I always remember him coming up and, and, you know, just saying hey and checking in when the kids were, um, doing jujitsu before I had started, uh, but I, you know, I, I, I'm trying to think back to the first actual class, and I just remember um, I had only had a female coach up till that point, and I just remember about being just horrified at what was going to happen, just what was going to be expected of me. You know, there's a, a highly trained black belt, and I'm going to be laughed at, certainly. <laughs> He's just gonna laugh at me all day long, which he probably did. But um, I just remember being very intimidated and then 
I don't know, he, he got on the mat and just cut up a bunch of jokes and made every, you know, like dad jokes and whatnot and made everybody very comfortable. And I just remember thinking, okay, this is, I can, I can swing this. So I don't know. Other than that, the first thing that comes to mind is like the very first uh, women's self-defense that we had over there in uh, maybe even when the Girl Scouts participated. Really? But I don't know. I think that's, about, that's what I remember, I think. How do you, now that you're, you're, you're getting closer and closer to a purple belt, so how, or I know it's scary, right? Oh my. Um, how do you process a new technique? I think it's a fault of mine that I am incredibly detail-oriented, very technical. Not that I'm saying I get them right, but I, I feel like, you know, as in my job, <laughs> and what I do for a living makes me very incredibly detail-oriented. And then I think that just comes through in jujitsu. So when I am learning a new technique, man, I feel like I've got to see exactly where that grip is. I've got to see exactly how far down the shoulder are you putting that grip and exactly where are your, you know, almost to the point where, you know, sometimes professor or the coaches have to say, like, don't worry so much about every tiny little thing at this point. Just try not to, you know, you're, you're stopping yourself by trying to worry about all these details. So just keep going, keep working through that. Um, but, and I think that that's, that's how I approach techniques. It's probably a little, a little too detailed, but then I find later on after I practice the technique more and more and more that those details do come back, come in a lot, you know, come in handy. Do you ever see a new technique and you're just like, so for me, it's, it's one of two extremes. I'll see it and be like, oh yeah, I can handle that. And then it's like, there's no chance I'm going to be able to do this. How do you bridge the gap between then? Is it, is it just repetition or how, how do you approach it? Well, for me, I, I, I you know, I'm going to be 40 this year. And I think that for me, I automatically see a technique that may be difficult. And I just think I can't do that. I'm too old for that. And whatever and so but I also don't want I don't want my age to define me either mm -hmm. and so then I think almost with reckless abandon I just say I'm just gonna go for it I know we had to do this one if you remember where you, you almost had to do like a, a backwards flip out of a hand headstand or something like like mm -hmm. when you try to get over um, to the other side of the of side control I think it was we almost had to do like a, a headstand flip over something or other was that no gi side control Maybe. I, I remember teaching that and just seeing a lot of faces like, no, this isn't going to happen. It may be, but, th but then I think, in fact, there was one professor was teaching at one point and I kept messing it up and I'm just like, man. And he was like, well, <laughs> he goes, it could be an age thing. And I remember in my head thinking, oh no, <laughs> it is not going to be an age thing today. And I just, with complete, just reckless abandon, I was like, I am going to do this if I break my neck. And I did do it. And I thought, okay, first of all, I've learned what motivation I need. I need somebody to dare me, first mm -hmm. of all. And then secondly, I think if you get in your own way to begin with, then you're definitely gonna have a harder time. But then, you know, then you just give it a try and it turns out then that maybe you can actually do it, you know? So um, I think that's the key is just, even if it looks too hard, just, you may look ridiculous, but go for it see what happens and you might surprise yourself so in your uh, in your opinion what's the difference between a sport jujitsu and a self-defense jujitsu well i think you know 
as a woman doing jujitsu, my hope is always that, or my, my mind is always geared toward self-defense. Um, and so everything we do, even when it is just the sports side of it, where you might be looking more at athleticism or you might be looking more for points versus a submission, I'm always thinking about how that would apply to self-defense. Because at my age, that's really, um, and with a daughter that's 13 and gonna go to college in a few years, that's the self-defense part is always what's on my mind the most. Um, but I, I mean, as far as the difference between the two of them, um, I just think that it's whatever you can apply to the real world, which in so many situations, that's the majority of what we do, I think. <clears throat> Your coach here, what is the most cringeworthy offense you see on the mats? How long is the podcast? No. Oh, what are you done? <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, I've got a couple instances where I think uh, training, where you're underestimated, I think, and that really, that, that's probably more motivation than is safe for me <laughs> <laughs> because. Not that I'm, uh, you know, the biggest and strongest or the fastest by any stretch of the imagination, but when you feel underestimated, it's that just makes me matter than that just burns me alive, and that makes me just want to go for it, <laughs> you know. Um, of course, there's a lot of little things that drive me crazy when I see the little kids on top mount and they're like trying to drop a spit bomb no. <laughs> down at their partner. Oh, that kind of makes me cringe, but... See, I love being underestimated on the mats because then it's just like, okay, there's nothing to lose here, and you're not expecting anything. That's so true. So if I throw an A technique at you, <laughs> I might catch you, and then you're going to have to respect it a little bit more. Mm -hmm. But That's true. Hey, however it motivates you, right? Uh, what advice do you wish you would have gotten when you first started jiu-jitsu? What I, what I tell myself now is that I don't think people care what, how well I'm doing as much as I think they do. And what I mean by that is that I have a really hard time worrying about how good I am when I come to class. You know, am I just really stinking it mm -hmm. up? Which, of course, we all do periodically, but like... Um, it took a long time for me to, to kind of get over that fear of you know, are, do, does everybody think I'm terrible, you mm -hmm. know? And I think my, the advice that I would give to myself, which that would probably go even up to, you know, just last year even, is that I don't think people really care. And if they do, it really doesn't matter. You know, you're still here, you're still learning, you're still meeting your own goals, um, which for me, I mean, I hate just sitting in my basement exercising. Mm -hmm. I hate running. And that's why I come to jujitsu. I mean, that's one of the reasons mm -hmm. is, because exercise generally just bores me to complete tears. Um, so yeah, just not worrying about what anybody thinks is the mm -hmm. advice that I would give the day I got on the mat and the thing I have to remind myself just about every, every day. <laughs> How does jujitsu differ from other martial arts? Or if I can rephrase it, why did you choose martial arts for your children versus a different martial art? Well, the, you know, Luke is rough and tumble, and this seemed to fit his um, 
sort of you know personality type mm-hmm. more you know he he wants to just pull out <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and, and so to learn how to do that safely and effectively was um, was a key goal but for you know jujitsu I think is something that I myself feel confident in knowing not that you know that I, I, I'm gonna you know become any grand champions or, or take on 300 pound men that are gonna try to beat me up by any stretch of the imagination but um, it, it gives me a lot of confidence and, and I for my daughter especially I feel like it is the best way for her to be able to protect herself and my son too but as they you know grow up and, and start becoming more independent and entering high school and in college, I, I just find jujitsu to be the most practical, and maybe that's just because I don't know the other ones um, as well as I know jujitsu. But um, it just seems to me like, you know, this is the one that really fits us. Do you have any heroes in the jujitsu world that you follow or look up to? Well, you know, we our exposure to a lot of the jiu-jitsu world is limited mostly to social media so um, but I would say that that Fabiana Borges is probably one of our, our you know mine and my daughters particularly our heroes she came and she did the um, seminar a couple years ago and we were fortunate enough to be her host family when she was here and she spoke of herself with such confidence and determination that for my daughter especially to see that it was, you know, they, she just made an instant connection with, with Alina. And I remember when she made one comment when she was at her house, Fabiana just said, she was talking about how she was going, she was studying for her um, citizenship and how she wanted to, she was starting to take classes um, to get her degree in business. And one of the things she said was, um, when I want to do something, she goes, I will do it. And I just thought to myself, you know, if we all just have that attitude, like if I decide it, then I'm going to do it. And uh, so, I mean, we, we, you know, still keep in touch with her and she's probably our, our jujitsu hero, <laughs> if you will. All right. Final question. In the current world, what does Gracie Baja mean to you and your family? So for, for us, it, it is family to us because it's something that we all, even though my husband doesn't do it, you know, it's still a part of all of our lives, including him, whenever we all go to, to tournaments and to classes and things like that. But the environment here is always welcome, welcoming and always open. And it's the, the family atmosphere of Gracie Baja. I, I just don't think that we would find that anywhere else and therefore wouldn't probably participate if if it wasn't that very team approach that you know family feeling um that uh you know just just generally welcoming environment and so for us it just it's it's something that's given my family my my kids and I something that we share and <laughs> they I love when they get promoted 
just as much as they love when I get promoted. I mean, when I come home and I'm like, hey, I got another stripe on my belt, you know, they are so excited. They're almost as excited about mine as they are their own. And so for us, it's just, you know, jujitsu and Gracie Baja, just, it's, it's uh, something that we all share as a, as a family. It's something that we all have that, that connects us all. Well, that about wraps us up for the day, folks. I appreciate you joining me today. I want to give another thank you to Coach Jessica for taking time out of her schedule to come down and sit with me. Really interesting to get a different perspective on the sport that we all love. Super good talk with Coach Jessica. Can't, can't say how much I enjoyed it. Um, also, Coach Jessica, thank you for joining me for my yoga video this morning. That was a blast. Hopefully everybody watches that and gives it a try out today to start their weekend. Uh, until next time, GB, have a great day.